I'm Stephanie, and this is SU Weekly, a show about navigating your way through college life. With the month of May being Mental Health Month, we just wanted to dedicate our newest podcast to talking about mental health concerns and some of the ways that you can cope with those issues and concerns. And we have an awesome panel today uh, that's joined us, and I wanted each of them to introduce themselves and give a little um, information, you know, just their name and their title, what they do before they jump in and really start giving us some great advice. So, Tamika. Thank you for inviting me on the panel and the podcast, Stephanie. My name is Tamika Reeves, and I am the counselor for Sullivan University Student Counseling and Mental Health Center. Hi, everyone. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm Everly. I'm the Residence Life Coordinator here at Gardner Point Residence Hall for Sullivan University. Hey, everyone. My name is Brandon. I'm a resident assistant here at Gardner Point. Thank you for having me. So, Tamika, could you, could you start us off with an overview of reoccurring themes that you're seeing in mental health, especially among college students? Yes, absolutely. And and I also want to make sure that I, I say, you know, thank you for you all who um, participated in um, the event that was happening around the campuses with regard to giving feedback about um, what are the, the most pressing or concerning um, mental health, um, mental health concerns, for lack of a better term. Um, that that you guys are facing. But what I hear most often um, and themes, just anxiety, depression, yeah, and a lot of stress, and and even some trauma a little bit. But I think I, I would, you know, focus more on anxiety, depression, depression, and stress, particularly <laughs> in this past year, um, with um, the pandemic. There's a great deal of of stress and anxiety um, that that a that I've been hearing more frequently. And in addition to that, um, the the anxiety and the social anxiety that's come from the pandemic and then the isolative um, experiences that we have had um, with regards to having to shelter in place and now having the freedom to not be sheltered um, and that coming out of a cocoon and in, in essence with the anxiety and the depression. Um, so those are the themes and, and, and I'm wondering if I can um, loop you guys in, Everly and, and Brandon, what recurring themes have you guys um, heard or noticed in, in you know, being with um, peers and, and being college um, students yourself and being on campus? Um, what have you guys seen? What have you guys heard or experienced? Sure, yeah. I think uh, the first thing that comes to mind is should I be wearing a mask? Should, should I not be? I'm vaccinated, but it's still early. So am I, I've, like even me, I'm going to the uh, convenience store and I'm like, I mean, I don't have to wear a mask, but I, I like out of respect, I want to, but I sh don't need to. And there's a lot of confusion about that. And here on campus, um, a lot of it comes from socialization, mm. especially a lot of our current students moved in during the pandemic. So we, uh, we you know, it, they're kind of like pandemic kids where uh, brand new programming and building community, the students are really used to just staying in their rooms and it's impacted uh, the way we, um, we communicate within the residence hall and kind of 
you know, making friends in your first year of college is like so important. And uh, that's kind of created a little barrier, which can in increase anxiety, especially when you're moving from home to a residence hall. Wow. That's that's really, you know, good insight and feedback. Um, Brandon, do you have any any um, input? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think a lot of what I see is just kind of along the lines of um, residents that, you know, like like I really touched on, they came in during the pandemic. So they're so used to being in their rooms and confined and not getting out there and socially interacting with people. And that, and that can be taxing because, you know, people, most people want to interact with people and that's just a natural part of life. And when they don't interact with people, you can get lonely and that can make you get in your head a little bit more. And it just, you know, people want to interact and if they're not able to, they don't really know what to do with their time and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, when, when you guys talk about those things and they come to mind, it, it I find myself often speaking um, to to students um, or to to pe people in general just about you know normalizing your own experience um, and and then filling your feelings um, you know the idea of of just not shaming yourself and in, in the fact that you're feeling you know like should I shouldn't I what should I do when should I do how should I do that internal inquiry can become internal struggle and the internal struggle can have a resolution of, of guilt or shame for the fact that when you had the questions too, you didn't move as a result of all of the questions. And, and so it can become a conglomerate of, of increased stress and anxiety um, and getting to places of, of guilt and shame. And then, you know, in addition to that, when you are able to kind of come outside of yourself, outside of that internal struggle, know that you're not by yourself in it, that, that everybody's going through internal talks with themselves and internal struggles to, you know, make the best judgment call, make the best decision for them. Um, we're often, and Brendan, I think you said it, we're, you know, we need each other, but because the pandemic kind of gave us this fear of like being with each other isn't safe, the idea yeah. of reconnecting with people makes it really scary, but we are human beings and we need human connection in order for us to thrive. Um, so just normalizing all these things that people are feeling right now and and just simply feeling what you feel, like feeling your feelings, which I know that can be really difficult for people to even conceptualize feeling feelings. For sure. And uh, Tamika, if I can add on to your talk about feeling shame and anxiety, I want to encourage everyone to reach out to their support system and take advantage of their school's resources or even their healthcare resources, because we come from a generation and a culture really of suffering and silence and kind of mm -hmm. a pride from that and a pride from not talking about it and a shame of talking about it and revealing that you're feeling pain or anxiety or depression. I really want to say that we're working on 
the coming generations of being very open about their feelings and mm-hmm. not being ashamed of reaching out for help and expressing your feelings because every feeling is valid. And when you express that feeling, you find someone who's feeling the same way. And then that's how you build a community. And more and more, you have online communities, school communities, uh, healthcare advocates that are working on providing access to healthcare and hotlines to call for whenever and wherever you need help. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's so, you know, I think it is so very important to, you know, to know that you're not alone and to, mm-hmm. you know, reach out and, and know that there is, is someone there on the other side um, waiting for you to, to come in, you know, yeah. knowing that you don't have to be by yourself and there are people that you can reach out to and that your feelings are, are, are absolutely valid and to invalidate your own feelings is, is, is unhealthy and it's unsafe. So yeah. Yeah. be supported and allow yourself to be supported. Yeah. Um, and if I can ask uh, Brandon, if it's okay with him, how he feels coming from, you know, a masculine side of mm. the stigma of, uh, you know, a man being very stoic and how he feels about, um, you know, breaking that kind of stigma and because re- I know he's very new to the counseling experience as well. If that's okay to ask Brandon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, coming from my you know, my side of things, I, you know, I never personally had anybody tell me that I can't, you know, express my feelings or anything like that. But I think it was kind of an unspoken rule with my friends and I, you know, growing up, like we never really talked about mental health issues. We never, you know, told each other if we were struggling or not. It was always just kind of understood that, you know, we would, you know, talk about those things maybe in private with our, you know, family or parents and stuff like that. But it was never something that we did socially. So, you know, as I grew up, you know, I never really talked with my friends about anything like that. So I definitely think that that needs to change because, you know, our friends, a lot of the time, we confide in them stuff that, you know, we wouldn't tell our parents. And I know that, you know, I have friends that tell me things that, you know, they would never tell their parents just because they're embarrassed about it or, you know, they think they might get in trouble for it or just stuff like that. So I think that once that stigma kind of gets broken, a lot more will be able to get put out in the open and people start mm-hmm. to feel better. They communicate better in the end. Definitely. And just uh, to add on that, like normalized friends, you love them and telling them that you're there for them and uh, for whatever they need, not just for fun, but when they're feeling sad or anxious, normalize saying I'm here for you, bro, you know. And in addition to that, you know, I, I think that that's so true normalization of of verbal expression Mm -hmm. of emotion is such a necessity but I think we also need to you know consider this idea of of what being strong means Um, because we often tell people like you know it's okay you can make it through be strong but the idea of being strong strong is a is a word that that I have a love-hate relationship with (laughs) Um, because being strong is, is is in essence like 
bearing through it or being stoic through it. We need to encourage people to be resilient, know that life is going to happen and we're going to have curveballs, but to have a level of resiliency to say, like, reach out for support, normalize expressing your thoughts and your feelings, normalize the fact that you may feel, you know, anxious and, and, and leery and scared and sad. And it's okay for you to feel that way. But once you reach out for support and speak and, and say and speak your truth and, and have your feelings validated, not only by yourself, but by others. That's the resiliency. That's the part, that's the light that people don't often really get to because we're telling people to be strong and, and sometimes being strong is interpreted as grinning and bearing and you know not crying when you're sad or not allowing people to see when you're hurt or when you're worried or anxious. And so many people are suffering in silence nail with you know just this pandemic people are still unfortunately passing away and so making decisions of like should I be socially responsible but I've been vaccinated so I think I'm okay but I want to make sure that I'm not judged this way and so Mm -hmm. many things and it's so necessary that we're encouraging people to be resilient and to ask for what it is that they need if they need a hug if they you know need to just connect with someone and just say like hey like bro, this has been a rough 18 months. This has been a rough, you know, year. This has been a, you know, rough this. I've not been able to feel comfortable, you know, being in someone's presence in this long. Like, I'm so worried that someone's going to judge me because I don't wear a mask. Like, just being open. That's the resilience. The resilience is the truth telling and knowing that it's okay to speak your truth. It is absolutely okay to speak your truth and stand in that truth and, and validate yourself because, that internal validation is a driving force to not suffering in silence. Suffering in silence is not is not what we need to do. We need to express that we are in a place of suffering openly so that we can have support in getting to that place of resilience, overcoming that suffering. Definitely. Tamika, I love that, that you brought up the term being strong, because if I can share a short story of you know, in my process of finding a therapist, and first of all, if your first counselor is kind of like dating, you have to find one that fits mm-hmm. with for you. So don't give up right away. But, you know, I actually have uh, that same relationship with being strong, because when a therapist immediately tells me, oh, I'm so strong, I think, well, you don't know me. This is our first meeting. Mm-hmm. Even implying saying that you are strong implies the opposite of that. Then there's a weakness of uh, you're being weak if you're expressing this or if you're doing this or, and, you know, a lot of people say, think positive. Well, if it Mm -hmm. were that easy, I wouldn't be reaching out for. (laughs) Yeah. It's not really a switch that you turn on and off about thinking one way or that way. Mm-hmm. So um, I would really gear towards uh, the term resilience instead of being strong because yeah. uh, it has, uh, I think it has negative uh, implications mm-hmm. when you, when you do seek out help because then you think, well, uh, the opposite of being strong is being weak. And then yeah. that, that can be a little belittling. Absolutely. A thousand percent, a thousand percent. And, and, and Everly, you're talking about, you know, finding a, a therapist is like, you know, a dating. It, it's, yeah. it's so true. And I, I tell people all the time, you know, go into, um, a first session, if you can have a consultation before go into it, like you're finding out if you're a good match to go on a date, 
um, because it is every every therapist and every person don't go together and it's okay. Um, so finding your right fit is a very important thing. And if you are hearing messages in, in the space of speaking with a therapist that just don't sit well with you, feel comfortable saying like, you know, I'm, I'm, that doesn't, I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. And if you don't feel safe enough to, to have that conversation, know it's okay to find someone that you feel safer and more comfortable with, because the process of therapy is not to feel further um, distressed. It's to feel free and relieving and relieved and resilient. If you, if you don't feel like therapy is the next step for you, there are other ways to uh, manage your stress in the moment because, you know, you can't reach your therapist 24 seven. So some ways I've learned to manage stress in the moment is clean clutter in your room or office space. Uh, You know, this morning I even woke up and I was feeling a little stressed and I washed my dishes and clearing your space visually allows your mind to kind of clear the clutter and all the thoughts you're thinking all at once. Organized. Another way is physical exercise. And you don't have to, you know, go ham at the gym, but you can just take a walk, take in some sun with sunscreen. It really helps uh, open your mind. Meditation is highly recommended, or even listening to music or watching a show, um, you know, some stand up comedy or a show that just uh, brings a smile to your face and just taking a time, taking a moment, uh, stepping away from the stressful situation that's bringing you stress and kind of uh, taking the time to. Uh, your body and your mind and let it have its moment of relaxation and then you can re-enter the situation with uh, with more clarity and more confidence yeah and I think that those are 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 really great Everly and and what I would add to it is just you know um, getting outside Mm -hmm. even if it's a matter of just like you said sitting outside or taking a walk um the the sun rays and the sunlight with yeah. sunscreen of course and maybe not you know here in the next couple of days it's supposed to be super hot but just getting to sun the the sun absolutely is a is a natural mood inducing um chemical it, it receiving sunlight in your body having access to sun um is is stabilizing internally um, and so that's a really positive thing. And sometimes you need to listen to your body. If you feel like you need to take rest, take rest. And if you've been, you know, laying down all day, but now you feel like you need to sleep, then sleep. Your body, your body often tells on itself what it needs. And sometimes it's a matter of just absolutely listening to it. If it's a matter of mm-hmm. laying on the floor, um, laying on your bed, um, just doing what your body is asking for you to do. Don't fight against it because that's that's harder to navigate through. You've got to trust that your body is is wanting to be well and take care of itself. And sometimes again, it's a matter of, of just laying down and taking rest. And it's important that that you're doing exactly what you need to do for yourself. And yeah, therapy is not always the thing for people. Um, and sometimes it is. And sometimes it's a matter of just having a conversation, knowing that you can be in a space in a room with someone and not speaking to them, but just being in their presence, laying in the same space with people, having that right brain to right brain attunement with a person, being in space with a person, even if it's distance and six feet. 
um, can absolutely be life altering. Um, so taking really great care of yourself and doing what you need, sometimes drive, sometimes walk, sometimes quiet, sometimes togetherness, but just doing what you feel and trusting that your body, that your gut is going to guide you in the right direction with getting what it is that you need. And, and what I, I think is, you know, helpful sometimes is, you know, the internet is our friend. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so there are a lot of resources um, that you can find information about therapy, mental health supports, or, or just things that you can do. And Everly, I think that the cleaning and decluttering can be such a great thing um, because sometimes when there's clutter around, it's indicative of just kind of what your brain looks like, where your thoughts are, what's happening. So I always encourage people to check out um, NAMI. That is the National Alliance of Mental Illness. Um, it's www.nami.org. Um, Mental Health America, um, which is... Um, www.mhanational.org. In the city of Louisville, um, there is an organization called Mental Health Lou. They do a lot of community outreach and offer a lot of supports. They offer book clubs, events in the community that are starting to be in person, that they have virtual um, short uh, videos about feedback, about breathing, about meditation, about mindfulness. They can be very intimidating if you don't necessarily know the logistics because you want to do it right because most people want to do everything right and they judge themselves if they don't feel like they're doing it right. Um, There's guidance and and resources available. Um, And then lastly, I want to make sure that I provide people with um, contact information to the Student Counseling Mental Health Center. I tell people all the time, it's having a conversation with a person that is going to be non-judgmental and objective. Um, I'm here to have conversation, um, not to tell you what's right, what's wrong, uh, but just to give you space to breathe and to speak. Because oftentimes we speak to get an opportunity to fully hear what we're saying and how we put things together. And we know more of what we need to be well than we give ourselves credit for. So um, to reach me um, at the Student Council Mental Health Center, um, I can be reached right now. I'm still virtual, making the transition back in person. Um, My virtual number is 502-966-7525. My email, it is my maiden name, but it's T-Level, T-L-E-A-V-E-L-L at Wayne, W-A-Y-N-E, Corp, C-O-R-P, dot com website with a lot of resources and a lot of information, um, www.wangcorp.com. There is um, a section that says resources, a lot of different tips and tools and strategies that you can look to and look at. Um, And that's a way to reach me. And I want to always remind students that you get seven free sessions per calendar year per issue. So um, please feel free to reach out to me. If you're looking for a long-term therapist, I have resources as well. If you have insurance, I can find you someone within your insurance. If you don't, there are a lot of providers in the community that are seeing students on sliding scales or seeing there are a lot of providers that see and provide services free of charge. There's a therapist, there's a fit for you if you're looking for it. There are a lot of supports that are available to you. You're not alone. There are tips and tools to thrive. That's one of the themes of Mental Health Awareness Month. This month is tools to thrive. There are tons of tools for you to thrive and you're not alone. So you don't have to be alone. 
Thank you so much, Tamika. And I will make sure Brandon and the other RAs promote all these resources to the residents to make sure they know about it. And they always know that they can reach out to someone somewhere. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Everly. Thank you, Brandon. And Stephanie, thank you so much for giving us this opportunity. Oh, my gosh. You're so welcome. You guys are so impressive. I really appreciate you guys joining us today, giving us different perspectives, giving us different tips and outlets, um, you know, to suggest to our students for them to reach out and get help. You know, when I talk about the Counseling Center at Orientation, I always tell the students, you know, if you thought your arm was broken, you'd probably go to the doctor. And I say, you know, if your spirit is broken, please go to someone that can help you with that as well. So to anybody that's listening out there, I really encourage you guys to, to reach out to a counselor, uh, a mentor that you trust, maybe a faith leader. Um, we, we all need to talk through, you know, what we're going through. And I encourage you to do it as well, even though it might be your first time you've ever opened up like this or if it's the thousandth time. Um, we, it's just so, so important to your health. So thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you to Mika, Everly, and Brandon. And guys, uh, for anybody, for our listeners, we hope that you'll tune into our next podcast. And this has been SU Weekly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay.